how are you feeling today, Shannon? Let's just shoot the shit for like a Oh, minute. yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm weirdly nervous. Me too. I just texted you to not be nervous because this is literally like the 122nd time that we've done this. I know that. <laughs> so it's like, it shouldn't be hard, but I'm scared because we've are never, we, we don't usually have an audience. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember feeling also kind of nervous when we did that like live audio amino show. Yeah. But like, I, you all can see me. So like, I put nails on last night. And I like brightened my hair color so that like because people are gonna be looking at me today. Yeah, I so. did my hair and I put on my <laughs> eyebrows and I made a bulletin. Yes, board. show everyone what you did. <laughs> so my computer doesn't do Zoom backgrounds because it's not fancy enough. So I made a Zoom background. This is a cardboard box <laughs> that's been collaged. I have seventeen. These are like weird they're actually terrible quality photos but they're from the like boys b album they're just really washed out yeah and then my xosc and my one of one and then i have a little all the little photo cards oh your 10 photo cards yeah this one's ming hao this one's 10 and taeyong this one's dk and then this one's 10 again (laughs) so yeah love it um, all right. So for the sake of time, I think we should probably just get going. I know Let's people might be rolling in. Okay, so this is going to be awkward, but I have to start my show now. So watch me turn into a robot. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to our live KPSN podcast festival episode. Woo! Shout out to our silent audience. <laughs> They're typing, woo, yay. <laughs> and putting um, applause emojis. I love it. Um, so a quick uh, introduction to us if you are not familiar with our show. I am Shannon, and Helica and I are best friends and have known each other for like 12 years, and uh, I got into K-pop exactly seven years years ago today. Yes, it's my happy K-pop anniversary. K-pop anniversary. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think first and foremost, we identify as Shawwals, and that is very important to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm an 88 liner. I worship Piana. Um, I also really like EXO and Monstex. And I'm really getting into like the boys lately. We're mostly boy group stands. A Pink is my like favorite girl group ever. What about you, Angelica? What are some pe- things that people should know about you? Uh, Shawl, first and foremost, for sure. Um, and I, like, devour all of Timmy's solo stuff as well. Um, Carrot, I feel like, is number two. And then EXO, maybe, is, like, number three. They waver. Uh, depending, you know. <laughs> but um, I also really love my solo ladies. I am a huge fan of Sunmi and Boa and Om Jung-wa. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're like very multi-fandom. We like to Yeah, dabble. I think, 
I think it's been somebody was noting in our uh, discord how much we've grown in the last two, we've been doing our podcast for two and a half years and k-pop has changed exponentially since we've started it and we as fans have changed very significantly in that now we know so much about k-pop that I think we consume a huge a way wider spectrum of it so like I have a lot of love for a lot of groups whereas mm-hmm. a couple of years ago I was just like shiny and a pink is all I care about but yeah yeah, our it's bubble been. was very small, and for, from this podcast, for sure, it has, like, grown exponentially. So this podcast, if you are not familiar with it, is an educational K-pop podcast. It is our mission to tell the world about K-pop, uh, to help new fans find a way into K-pop, and to help the curious understand it, and also for longtime fans to learn things that they might not have uh, before. Yes, we try to create like a little encyclopedia. So if you've never listened to our show before and you've ever wondered about any particular aspect of K-pop, like please just scroll through our table of contents of all of our, we have over a hundred episodes and we've done everything from uh, the companies themselves to like the way that the groups are set up, training days, love scandals, um, group deep dives. We have all kinds of stuff. All kinds of things. So um, we put out new episodes every Wednesday. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. And today, what we're going to do is, back when we started this podcast, I had a very, very big list of vocabulary words Mm -hmm. that I felt like were K-pop terms that I had to learn as I was getting into K-pop. And today, we're going to talk about 10 terms that are nine I don't know. We're going to talk about some. (laughs) We're going to talk about some words that were on that original list, but it somehow in 118 episodes, we've never found a way to like bring those specific things up. So it might feel kind of random and some of them might feel kind of basic, but for the compendium encyclopedia of our podcast, we must take a moment to like discuss all of these terms. Yes, this is sort of getting back down into our our fundamentals, right, of our our vocabulary and educational resources. So this is like a grab bag of different phrases you might come across in consuming any type of K-pop content from like a variety show or a particular group's reality show or like an interview or something, or maybe even you'll hear it in like a lyric. Sure. All right, so let's get started. Would you like to go? Would you like to start our first word? No, you word can go first. I will start. Okay. So the first word on our list I read is apparently statistically the most common Korean slang word for non Korean speakers to know. And this word is debak. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual definition is like jackpot or like unexpected fortune. Um, and it, but it's used for like, big feelings some most of the time it's positive like wow daybok but sometimes it's like oh did you hear like so and so's like cheating on their wife like oh daybok like it's it's uh yeah it's like it could just expression. be a, a general like oh, wow but it is usually positive um but yeah this word is around all the time it gets used in so many situations so like i said people who don't speak korean pick up this word very quickly um because it's a pretty uh universal no um 
Well, it's also... It has like, a lot of utility. <laughs> yes, it is used in a lot of different contexts, but it's also used as like the um, name of a lot of different companies. And so it's a brand that like non-Korean people might be more familiar with. Um, there's like... Rest- I know here in LA, we have a big Korean population. And so there's like restaurants that are called um, Debak. There's uh, K-pop Debak with Eric Nam, right? That's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also companies like Debak. Debak Box or Debak Family. So it's like a very recognizable K-pop slang or Korean slang. Excuse me. Yes. Um, And also we just like noted here, there's one of the like return of Superman kids. His like fetus name nickname was Debak. Um, And they kept calling them him that till he was like four. And then he wanted to be called his own name. But like, it's cute. If you look up the word, pictures of him come up a lot. Yeah, if you just, I tried to find, I tried to YouTube, um, like, examples of this word being used in, like, K-pop songs or or on stage or whatever. Just any idol saying the word. And the only thing that came up was the baby. So, <laughs> yeah. So go. I gave up. <laughs> so that's, that's debak. Got it. Next. The next word that we have, this word, I feel like I... Learned it for the first time in dramas, um, but it is skinship. And this is a word that is, this is actually like the, an, I mean, it's not an English word. It's because, a Conglish word. Yes. <laughs> and a Conglish word is like uh, a, a word that's derived from English that Koreans use, but it is not an English word that e- people who speak English use. It's mm-hmm. like a word that only Korean people use, but it's like made of English words. Yes. And so that's interesting because like when I heard when I first heard Konglish, um, I was thinking like Spanglish, like it's a mix of English and Spanish. So I thought it was like a mix of Korean and English, but it's not really a mix of Korean and English because it's just taking it's like creating a new word out of English words. Yes. So skinship is like the phrase that it said that doesn't translate into Korean. And it is basically any physical contact between two people. Um, And so it is usually thought of as like, well, I just said physical contact, but but it's usually thought of in a romantic way. Like I said, the first um, exposure I had to this term or this idea was in dramas. So you can sort of like gauge a person's, you can gauge two people's relationship, like how close they are based on how much skinship they share. Um, and it could be platonic, like two friends have a lot of skinship, um, but it can also be romantic as well. Um, so in rom- in dramas, for example, like the first moment of skinship is always a really big deal. It's one of those slow-mo, repeat it from several different angles moments Even if it's of like just, like, just the brush of the fingers. fingers. But then it's like that one second takes like five minutes of the whole episode. Yeah. I love this word. I think it's really great. And I feel like it should be adopted into English. I totally I feel like I feel like the only comparable thing we have is PDA or public displays of affection. But I feel like that has like a negative connotation Mm -hmm. of like people making out in line at the restaurant and making everyone uncomfortable. Whereas just like hugging your friend is like skinship. And like, I don't know, I just think that's a nice it's a nice term. And I feel like it should be used more. I agree. I also think it's a nice term. I one other phrase I want to like add it in because I feel like it it fits here and I had never heard it until I was like becoming you know more versed in k-pop but back hug 
Like that's oh, yeah. a phrase that we don't really use. That's another sort of Conglish word where like we don't really say that in English when you like hug someone from behind. But in Korea, it is like a thing. <laughs> like you, it right. is an action. It is like a type of affection. Um, is to hug. do a little back hug. And it's so cute. Cute. All right. Uh, so the next thing that we have on our list is a phrase that is heard constantly if you consume any Korean media at all. And this is kawi bawi bo, um, which is rock, paper, scissors. And I have an example of what it looks like just so. Oh, did that work? Hey, screen share. Ooh, yeah, it um, So that's how it's spelled. I feel like a lot of the times because people say it so fast, people think it's just Kai Bible or something because mm-hmm. people just say it really fast. But it's Gawi and Bawi. Just thought that was interesting. Um, so uh, this is rock, paper, scissors. Gawi is the scissors. Bawi is the rock. And then bowl means like wrapping cloth. So not paper directly Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing um and then the phrase that you say before you do the rock paper scissors is and that means if you don't put something out you lose rock paper scissors um and uh i've noticed that korean people do the scissors like this like finger guns instead of peace sign um but yeah this game is like part of idols like daily bargaining lives they seem to play it for everything like and they who play gets to sit where so the quickly the That's way the, the thing speed, that blows my mind the speed with which they do it especially like big groups like when i watch 17 like because like you said they use it to decide everything right it's just like the easiest fastest most fair way to to pick something when 17 does it and they like they'll do it and they'll just go like bo 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 Bull, bull. And like people will like drop out without saying yes. anything. Like they just like in an instant see they who can won assess who all lost. 13 hands. I don't understand. I don't know how they do it. I don't get it. <laughs> and I also like my math, like my brain doesn't understand the like rate, the like probability or whatever. I don't get the math of like if someone does this, but someone like if you have 10 people, how do you I know what you have to lose? I think because doesn't eventually be like everybody for... lose? The answer is you need to be looking. The reason they keep throwing it is because it doesn't count until there's only two options in the circle. So if all three options are being thrown, then you throw it again until there's only rocks and papers and the papers win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get it. And then they continue like, so you'll throw it over and over until one, there's only two options left and two, like you dwindle the group down and down. So they, oh man, the speed, it's like mind boggling. Yes, but it's an important part of like consuming K-pop is watching people play rock, paper, scissors. So Yeah, I wonder how many hours of just rock, paper, scissors I've seen in all of my like K- if I was to condense it all together. <laughs> A lot, I'm sure. <laughs> um right, the next, next one. Okay, the next one we have is I think my favorite on the list, just because I think it's so funny. Um, I just think it's like a delightful phrase. And it is manor hands. Um, and manor hands is the way. Yes, thank you. <laughs> manor hands is his heechel. So notice how he is like floating his hand over the girl's shoulder. He's not actually touching or like holding onto the shoulder. This is an example of manor hands. And it basically means that like you use your wrist to like touch the other person you're not actually using your hands um and so it's sort of a way to like be respectful 
respectful and also show that like you're not in a relationship with that person like you're not actually that close as we all know as being k-pop fans like i don't you know Fans yeah. hate it when idols have relationships or they love to wag each finger. other at all. <laughs> so there's this whole idea of manner hands to like keep that, you know, from being a, an issue in photographs. Um, there's also a really hilarious concept called manner legs, which I think is really funny. <laughs> so that's Chanyeol standing next to Suho. Um, and so manner legs is the idea of if someone is really tall, but they are standing next to somebody who's technically their senior or they're older than them in some way, then the really tall person needs to stand spread equal <laughs> like Chanyeol is so that they're not as tall as the person, so that they don't like tower over the person who's socially like a higher status. And I just think that's the cutest fucking picture. <laughs> So oh, it funny. makes me so laugh. Suho's so small. Um, but yeah, so that's manner hands and manner legs. And I just wanted to show, um, can we play the little like tech young yeah. Yuna clip? One moment. Okay, before we play it, little context. Um, so the reason that like idols do this, right, is so that um, they don't get into trouble. Um, and in 2009 at the Korean Music Festival, 2PM and Girls' Generation did a special stage, a love medley with like all these different songs. Um, and they do little partner dances and it's really fun and that like kind of silly like second gen way um but there's a moment where um Taekyun has to lift Yuna and people got really mad because of the lack of manner hands that he used Okay, I don't know how good of a quality video that was for everybody else. To be honest, on my end, it was a little bit, like, choppy. But the, but the point is, he had his hands, like, right on, on her. Oh, yeah. The point is, he has to pick her up. And so his hand is, like, up in her pit and, like, on her leg. And then, like, they do some twirls and his hand is on her back. And he actually touched her because, oh, dear God, he had to pick her up. Um, but anyway, that's just an example of how... People get mad, and that's why we have yeah. manner hands. <laughs> and yeah, manner hands in choreography is definitely very real. We talked about it a while back, um, where Yuno and Boa did their song "Swing," mm -hmm. and there's a part where it looks like he's like, "Oh, running his hand up her thigh so hot," but at a different angle, you can tell that he's got his wrist out weird, and he was not touching her at all. Yes, I like that. Um, that duo that Taeyang did with I don't remember who. Solgi, right? Yes, with Solgi. They were dancing together and his hand is like this far away from her thigh. <laughs> ah, oh, it's a funny boy. thing. And it's a cute phrase. Manor hands. I like it. I like it. Alright. Um, is this next one me? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so the next one is another phrase that I feel like is easy to pick up for non-Korean people and that's whiting. Um, and and this is another Konglish word um, because there is no F in the Korean alphabet. Um, so they changed it to a Hua instead. So Whiting, but it is fighting um, and it does have origins in sports. Um, but it's just like it's an encouraging thing to say to somebody like right before they go on stage or before they go to a job interview or like whatever. Like Whiting, like, do a great job. Um, I have an example of Shiny saying it. 
it's just in case you need to see someone to like say it better than me whoops okay. technical difficulties I was just gonna say we need that little screen of like <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> oh look at our birthday boy Cute. um anyway uh yeah, I always think of of fighting as like a like a you can do it like that kind of mm-hmm. phrase like um you hear it a lot as like a cheer or a chant for like backstage. Um I included this little clip <laughs> just because I think it's funny. There's like a recur there's like a recurring joke in 17 um that they use the word fighting as Hoshi's wake up call. It is the only way that you can wake him up. Watch me. Oh, oh, oh. oh, you don't have to keep playing it. Wait, oh, I can't okay. hear it. Can everybody else hear it? I don't know. Okay. I didn't hear it at all. Damn, I fucked it up. Okay, point is, Hoshi's sleeping and then they yell, Hoshi, why dang? And he wakes up and he screams it back. <laughs> Yes, that That's is funny. what happens. Um, and there's that particular clip has um, they like a, it's a montage. So it's basically like and it's throughout the years. Like he's got different hairstyles. He's different ages. And they always by the end of the video, he is very annoyed. <laughs> like, like now it's been years and he wakes up and he just gives them like a stank face and goes back to sleep. Uh, anyway, right. OK. That's um that that's that's that okay the that's next that. one um also a phrase that I think is really funny um and this is chocolate abs um and the meaning of chocolate abs is that uh you have really chiseled abs that resemble a bar of chocolate so it's usually reserved for people who are like super well-defined like six or eight packs um there's not really specifically like a Korean term for it. Like there's not a Hangul version of this word. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you very were saying- strange. I have this weird K-pop dictionary that my brother gave me for Christmas like years ago. It's kind of cringy. We'll probably do a bonus episode about it someday, but like it has a chocolate abs definition. And if you like look it up, there's like a million blogs saying that phrase in English, mm-hmm. but in a video where 17 did K-pop slang with vanity fair, they see the chocolate abs. Nobody knows what it means. Vernon says, it's like your stomach looks like chocolate in Korean. And then they all go, oh, but they like, it's like they've never heard it. So I think Mm -hmm. this is like an international fan term. I don't know where it comes from, but like. Yeah, I I think I think it comes from fans, um, but I don't but it doesn't seem to come from Korean fans, which is interesting Um, because, yeah, it's not like a a Hallyu term the way that like manor hands or like whiting is. But there but it is a term that you see like a ton of blocks like here are the top 10 idols with chocolate chocolate abs. Um, And so some idols who are known for their chocolate abs are. (laughs) Um, let's see we've got XO Kai of course Um, he does a whole I mean he shows them off all the time Um, Big Bang's Taeyang Rain 2PM's Taekyeon Super Junior's Siwon J Park um, Wano of course Slowpoke Megan I'm so sorry like (laughs) perhaps the like most beefy idol to exist ever (laughs) Um, but I thought it was really interesting when I was reading through all of those 
blog lists of like best abs or whatever, there was a term that kept coming up, which I had never even heard until this research. Um, but it was the idea of 11 abs. Um, and this Mm -hmm. is a term that is used specifically for girls. Um, because girls, obviously when they work out their stomach, like the, usually the aesthetic goal is not to have like a chocolate bar um what they work for instead is to have these like well-defined lines down the sides of their stomach Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so it looks like the number 11 and so this is so the term for women is 11 abs that's the like equivalent for chocolate abs and so some idols who are known for their 11 abs um we have like hyana crystal from fx uh mina from twice hani from exid and solar from mamamoo are all idols i've seen that are praised for their abs wow yeah so that was kind of fun i thought that there was a female equivalent but i had never heard that that phrase so i don't know how popular it really is Yeah, I feel like the only body term that gets said a lot is Mm S-line, which is like curly curves. That's the one I feel like I hear constantly. Okay, next term. So this one is NG, and that's the English N and G. And this stands for no good, and it's an editing term. Um, And I feel like in in English-speaking media or Western media, the term that we use is like blooper or Mm. outtake. Um, but in Japan and Korea, they just use NG. There's even an NG emoji, like in the emojis. Um, and so sometimes like blooper reels or like extra cuts from variety shows will be labeled as NG cuts on YouTube. And then often I've noticed like if idols are on weekly idol and one of the members is like doing something very embarrassing or makes a very bad joke like other members will stand up and make an x with their hands and be like ng ng like calling for it to be cut because like oh it's too embarrassing Mm -hmm. um so just that's what it stands for it stands for no good very simple no good cut it out yeah, I like that. I have definitely noticed that a lot on like shows like Knowing Brothers where eventually it sort of like devolves into some kind of chaos and then like mm-hmm. someone screams out like, edit that out, NG or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the next w- term that we had is one that I have r- just recently, I feel like, been hearing a lot. Um, I don't know how old this term is, but I feel like it just recently entered my personal K-pop lexicon. And this is a Nugu group. Um, and nugu is Korean for who. So this term nugu group is used mostly disparagingly by K-Nets um, to describe rookie groups or unpopular idols. I've also seen um, in recent articles like a few different K-pop blogs that use the term to describe underrated groups. So not necessarily a new rookie group, but someone who is maybe like not that well known, um, then they'll use that term to describe them. Um, but the k it seems like K-nets tend to use it in like a derogatory term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some other like international fans are maybe starting to use it as more of like, oh, no, they're an underdog, like a little bit more of a positive or like connotation. I think there's also like a tendency a lot of times, like if any, if a word or a term is being like used against somebody to try to like reclaim it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think sometimes like people will use like, 
uh, like my new goose as like an extra dig that like oh this G friend video is like blowing up like oh who's a new goo group now like mm-hmm. or like oh my new goose won a trophy today like I don't know people just like take the terms back for yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. but to, like, like it means it in their face. who so it's like ba- saying like I don't even know who that is like it's rude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that super bitchy of just who yeah all right last word it's your turn. Uh, oh, it is my turn. Sorry, I was still talking. <laughs> so I was like, you go. Uh, our last word is another Konglish word, and this is selka. And selka, its English uh, origins are self and camera. Mm-hmm. Selka. Yeah. Um, so it's just a selfie, but it's a funner word for it. Um, and the way that I feel like it comes up most often is like nowadays – most of the time, the photo cards that come in albums are Selka photo cards. Um, back in the day, they would be like concept photo cards, but mm-hmm. now they make them like Selkas because I think it seems more personal because it's like, oh, it's like when your friend sends yeah. you one. And they like, the yeah, it's supposed to be that added, like the idol took the photo and also specifically chose the photo like to give to you or whatever. But also, just so people know, I did see like a very interesting behind the scenes photo of some group taking their um, album art. And there was a very nice professional camera. And then the idol just held their hand out <laughs> to the camera. So it's like a fake selfie. A fake I think selka. I, that's really funny that they would like go to those lengths. Because then you also have like, you know, like Kibum like puts photos. Like one of his self, one of his photo cards was him with like a mask on. Like a, mm-hmm. like a mud mask on or whatever. Like then because you have some groups that are like trying to take super professional yeah. like selkas. And then you have <laughs> other groups that are like trolling their fans like with their selkas. Like the one that I got for this XOSC album is Chanyo with the baby filter face on. Or that and, that famous Dio one that was just like his forehead. Yes, and it's his, like, just eyes his forehead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the other way that I feel like it comes up in fandom a lot is that like fans on the in, on the internet have in the past couple of years started doing what they call like Selka days. Mm-hmm. We're on a certain day of the month. You take your own selka that, like, maybe you're wearing the same color shirt or have the same background as, like, a selka of your bias, and then you put them side by side on Twitter and say something nice, mm-hmm. and people do it, like, once a month. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. And then, side note, there's a Mamamoo song from 2015 that's called Self Camera, and it is a bop, and I just wanted to say so. I feel like I don't know that song. The name sound doesn't doesn't ring a bell to me. It was like pre-Piano Man. It's like old. Oh, okay, okay. That is pretty old. But it's good. I think it's funny. Yeah, I didn't realize, like, before I... Or when I first heard the word selka, I just thought like, oh, okay, it's a different word for selfie. Like, that's strange. But knowing now that it is self plus camera, like, that makes Mm -hmm. so much sense. Because then you also hear, and you see it a lot on translations of like, um, because selka, they'll also use it to refer to video cameras sometimes too. Mm. Like, um, I know when I'm watching something like Going 17, and then the camera, like, there's the producer has like a camera or whatever and then there's also of course like maybe an one of the members has a selka they have like a self camera a self camera Um, yeah it's fascinating there it is all right so those were our list of like random terms that we'd never found a place for before and so i'm going to say something for the sake of the recording but we're not going anywhere we'll be right back with our random game (laughs) 
Uh, so if you're not a regular listener of our show, we play this game at the end of every episode. It's so cleverly titled The Random Game because we never <laughs> came up with a name for it. And then two years went by. Um, but I have a really big spreadsheet of like every group that ha- that's ever debuted that has an English Wikipedia page. It mm-hmm. just They just have to have a page. Sometimes it only has a sentence on it. They just but that's it. It's enough to make the cut. And then we have Google roll the dice and pick a number for us. And then we learn a little something about that group. And then we watch their most popular music video. Or if they are a pre-YouTube group, their most popular song. Mm -hmm. And that's how it works. So who did we get today? So today we got a group called Alphabet. Um, So it's Alphabet, but the E instead of a B-E-T, it's B-A-T. And this is currently a five-member hip-hop group that was originally formed by Shimtong Entertainment in 2013. They are still together under uh, APB Entertainment. And when they originally debuted, um, they had, they had, uh, oh, I just, I had it in my notes and then I don't remember. I was trying to say how many they had when they first debuted. Oh, they debuted. I have a picture of them up right now. It's nine, right? They debuted as nine. Yes. So two of the members started as like a hip hop duo under YUB Entertainment. Then that duo got taken to Shimtong Entertainment. They added members, debuted as nine, Alpha Bat. And their debut concept was that they would have rotating positions. So there's not one person who's like the lead dancer and the lead singer. They're like prepared to do whatever. Um, the interesting or like one of the strange things, I guess, they're like alphabet concept, um, yeah. is that all of their names are... <laughs> spelled with like D colon Elta, but it's just, yeah. So it's like Delta. the Roman, it's like Roman alphabet, alpha, beta, Greek or Greek, 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 sorry. Alpha, beta, Delta, whatever. Mm-hmm. So all of them, that's their names. And then yeah. the colons and like, wow, what a gimmick, what a gimmick. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Um, just some fun facts about the members that I read. Um, Epsilon is teen top Ricky's brother. Code and Heta, these are all their stage names, obviously. Um, they almost debuted with EXO. Delta and oh, wow. Jada almost debuted with Boyfriend. And whoever the one whose name is Lambda is, he's hot. Wow. Great note. <laughs> That's the kind of notes you can expect from asking me about Google. Yeah, this is the kind of in-depth research you can expect. We will tell Do you, you want to take it hot. over for the rest of their history? Sure. Um, so... Um, in 2016, they signed with a Japanese label and then five of the members enlisted, mm-hmm. possibly unofficial departure is what we have in quotes. Um, then they added a member to continue as five. Another one had to go to the military in 2016, one more in 2017, leaving us with only four left. They added another member in 2018. So now we're at five. We've got Beta, Epsilon, Gamma, Kappa, and Lambda left. Um, What a mouthful. They put put out three EPs, but the last one was in 2017. Uh, Ten music videos. I guess one came out at some point this year. That's interesting. Yeah, their last EP was in 2017. And then since then, it seems like they put out one single a year. Interesting. Well, yeah. that's something. Um, and then 
not a big name award show, but they did get rookie of the year at some award show once. Um, and we're going to watch their most uh, watched music video, which is called Ab City, which is like it's spelled like A B City, but if people there are people with the name A B C D E, and it's pronounced Ab City. So mm, oh, you know, keep this, the alphabet. I think is going. more like yeah, Alphabet City, <laughs> like A B, and then City, like the sure yeah. Also, I just saw somebody mentioned: is this an example of a new goo group? And yes, I think it would be. This is a great <laughs> example of a new goo group. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to all try to watch it together. I don't know how well it will go. I think when you share a Zoom videos, it lags a little bit. So yeah. can we'll you just, just make sure it. you hit that optimize for video? Okay. I don't know if it video will Video like, is optimized. Work. All right. Are we all ready? Yeah. Okay, here comes Alphabet. Ab City. Alphabet. Alphabet. Okay. Ugh, clever wallpaper. Sirens. Drop crotch okay. pants and shorts over pants. We got it all. And we just have like two box sets. White and black. Oh, this is a different sound than I expected. So many letters. I know. I, it's like too many letters. Like we get it. Is that guy wearing a fringed leather skirt? I think he is. It's pleated if it's Ooh, not fringe. Work it. This melody doesn't match this beat. No? I mean, a little bit. It's kind of boring. <laughs> Is that the only part of the alphabet they know? I mean, they don't need to go any farther than nine letters. That's all they I need. guess that's true. But their names don't go in alphabetical order. Well, maybe the Greek alphabet is arranged differently. I don't know. No, they never had an A. They never had an alpha. Oh, that's important, I guess. I think they started with beta. <laughs> I like his eye diamonds. <laughs> Jinx. Time's up. This is not very good. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I feel like this aesthetic of just like chain link fences and like poker cards. And it's like, I don't know. What are you trying to say? It just feels like the also those chain link fences had like balloons on the top. They are a lot of balloons. We haven't mentioned. There's so many balloons. There's so many balloons. It's just very um like gymnasium graduation yes <laughs> like if your prom was themed like yeah. new york city so they like yes. put up some like chain link yeah. fences and some cones to be mm -hmm. like it's the street 
B-C-D-E-F-G. Oh my god. All right. Wow. 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 You know, Shimtong Entertainment sounds familiar to me. I don't I don't know why. Maybe they're just reminding me of something else. Anyway. I have no idea. Anyway, so that's the random game. <laughs> and then this is the part of the show where we do a weekly recommendation where we recommend something that we think our listeners should check out, whether it's old or new mm-hmm. or on topic or not. Just something. Yes, you can go first because I definitely have a recommendation, but I forgot what it was. So um, I have to like remind myself. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, so my recommendation. I feel like is maybe my most polarizing recommendation ever just because I feel like this topic is extremely polarizing and that is acapella music. Oh, <laughs> I feel like people I really feel, didn't know where you were going with that one. I feel like people feel very strongly in either direction about acapella music, but there is a group on YouTube and their whole name is in Hangul, but it's acapella Nadin. Um, and then sometimes you can find it with N-A-R-I-N, but it's probably easier to find their stuff using the uh, titles of their videos, like Evolution of Twice, Evolution of EXO, Evolution of Red Velvet. They do these amazing like five to eight minute compilations where they just like smoothly run in like a whole artist's career, acapella style. There's five of them. They're really, really good. And they're like, Sometimes their transitions are so clever, and I just really like it. So if you like acapella and K-pop at all, I would definitely check out this YouTube channel, Acapella Nadine Evolution of Blank. They've done quite a few videos, and they're really good. Fun fact, when I was uh, studying journalism in undergrad, I was the acapella correspondent for my college's radio show, and I covered the acapella circuit in Boston. (laughs) See, it's and I went to a high school that was like our we were like an acapella barbershop focused high school. And like, that's what our choir did. And we had like several barber, like rival barbershop choirs at our high school. And they would just like break into barbershop fights in the freaking hallway. It was. Did you live in like a Disney musical? No, I lived in Central Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, my recommendation is sort of a little marriage. It is how Texas is. It's true. Um, My recommendation is a marriage of some things we talked about last week. Um, Last week, we did an episode about trot music. And one of our recommendations, we like gushed about SF9 for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my like falling for SF9, I have found so many different songs of theirs that I like. But they were also on, um, they were on an episode of Fi- is it Finding Sugar Man, I think, is the name of yes, the show. Yes, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a show on, uh, there's a Korean TV show called Finding Sugar Man, and it's, um, the name is like the same as a documentary that was like very right. popular. That's about an underground ago. musician or something. Yeah, it's about like a one-hit wonder, like a person who, like, they're looking for the songwriter of this particular song. And so the concept of that show, wait, uh, Waiting for Sugar Man, 
Finding Sugar Man? What did I just say it was called? What I think you said Finding Sugar Man. Anyway, the concept of this show <laughs> is uh, that they get like new current artists, whether they're idols or soloists or whatever, to um, redo a song from like a one-hit wonder, that, like an older one-hit wonder. Um, and then they usually do like a collaboration stage, like with the original artist and then the like new one. Um, and SF9 was on an episode and they put out a song called Nine to Five. Um, um, which originally I, I clicked on it because I thought it was going to be the Dolly Parton one, <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's like a totally different like trot-ish song. Um, and it's really good. It was like super fun in that like great like swing, like grooviness of trot. Um, and SF9 has really good singers in it. And yeah, so there's not like a, um, I couldn't find a performance of it. I just like listened to it, um, but you can find it on Spotify. It's nine to five SF9, um, sort of a, trot a trot crossover back in the mix wonderful I love that I'm so happy with how the trot episode turned out and so many people really loved it and I'm proud of it and I've been listening to so much trot this week because like (laughs) it's good it's so good it's good I'm really loving um soul playboys uh discography he's he's got a good voice (laughs) he does All right, that's all for our very first live on Zoom episode. Um, Thank you to everybody who's joining us in person and thank you to everybody who's listening later on. Um, If you would like to find us on social media, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can send emails to amakpoppod at gmail.com. We have a voicemail, 181-AMAKpop5, if you want to leave us a message and hear it on the show. Um, We are also now on Patreon, patreon.com slash amakpoppod. Uh, For a small monthly donation, you can get access to bonus episodes or help us with the show. Um, And uh, we'll we'll have our first bonus episode up soon. And I'm so excited about it. Thank you to all the people who've already joined. Yeah, we have really Um, fun stuff planned. I'm like very excited to start creating a bonus content because just like a spoiler alert, like bonus content will be a little bit more like unfiltered fun. (laughs) Right. Because we do so much research work for the regular show and we don't want to stop doing that. But like the bonus episodes will probably just be us having more fun with less reading involved. Um, So that's all for us today. Um, We'll be back next week with something fun. Um, Thank you again to everybody who's joining us. Uh, We love you all. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.